One thing I like about this group and this conversation and this work that I've noticed over the years is I've, um, I've worked with many people with substance abuse for a very long time and I've, many of my students have also uh, struggled with substance abuse and primary, most of the people in, in the Dharma community that I've worked with over the years have that. Um, and there's, there's, there is an advantage that you have because you have a lot of skin in the game. Like when we think about addiction and we think about suffering, uh, those of us who have really been in those dark corners of the mind and the heart, we have a very poignant sense of how bad it can get. You know, the, the, the suffering of addiction is very um, pure, uncut, uh, organic, grass-fed suffering. <coughs> You know, just like, uh, and because of that, we have what sometimes is called, I, and I found this to be true for me, and, and, and very true and very alive in this conversation that I think is really uh, advantageous, is um, what the Buddha calls Sam Vega, which is often what gives rise to people who want to enter the spiritual practice or the Dharma practice. And it's this sense of uh, sometimes called spiritual urgency of like, I have had enough of this shit and I'm getting it together. I will sit down and stare at my breath all day if you think that shit will help me. Like, well, I don't even care, dude. Like, I will do whatever. And, and a lot of times that motivation, that inspiration can really allow us to, people I've noticed over the years, really can, can do well and stay really, really committed and benefit from Dharma practice in a very big way and in a very kind of uh, move very quickly through some of this stuff because of that diligence and that, 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 that understanding that really the wisdom of what I call the wisdom of suffering. There's a lot of wisdom in your suffering. You have a lot of very valuable wisdom about your humanity because of that. So instead of collapsing underneath it, we want to rise out of it. You know, as if it were like, uh, you know, this rich soil. And as we know from agriculture, what kind of soil does uh, agriculture grow well in? <laughs> Stinky, gross, chicken poop, nasty. The nastier the soil, the better the fruit, right? What kind of fruit can you grow in Malibu beach sand? <laughs> Nothing grows in beautiful white Malibu beach sand, right? So we have all of this. We really want to see this as actually really fertile fertile opportunity for us to really grow in a direction that we want to go. And I haven't read this in a while, but I've been staring at it all morning. This comes from uh, Bhikkhu Bodhi. Some of you might know Bhikkhu Bodhi is an American Sri Lankan Buddhist monk who's mostly attributed to uh, his translations of the Pali Canon. Uh, he's translated the early teachings into English more so than anybody. Um, and he's really a great resource for people who want to study uh, the early tradition from a really... Uh, academic and really understanding what, what's in that material and there's quite a lot in there. And this is out of his, he has a book I really recommend called uh, The Eightfold Path. It's a little book and it's his um, translation of The Eightfold Path. Uh, and it starts off with this. It's called The Way to the End of Suffering. And he says, the search for a spiritual path is born out of suffering. It does not start with lights and ecstasy but with hard tacks of pain, disappointment, and confusion. However, 
For suffering to give birth to a genuine spiritual search, it must amount to more than something passively received from without. It has to trigger an inner realization, a perception which pierces through the facile complacency of our usual encounter with the world to glimpse the insecurity perpetually gaping underfoot. When this insight dawns, even if momentarily, it can precipitate a profound personal crisis. It overturns accustomed goals and values, mocks our routine preoccupations, and leaves old enjoyment stubbornly unsatisfying. At first, such changes are generally not welcome. We try to deny our vision and smother our doubts. We struggle to drive away the discontent with new pursuits. But the flame of inquiry once lit continues to burn. And if we do not let ourselves be swept away by superficial readjustments or slouch back into a patched up version of our natural optimism, eventually the original glimmering light of insight will again flare up and will again confront us with our essential plight. It is precisely at this point, with all escape routes blocked, that we are ready to seek a way to bring our disquietude to an end. No longer can we continue to drift complacently through life, driven blindly by our hunger for sense pleasures in the, in the pressures of prevailing social norms. A deeper reality beckons us. We have heard the call of a more stable, more authentic happiness, and until we arrive at our destination, we cannot rest content. But it is just there when we find ourselves. And that's this, this psalm vague of this kind of like, and you know this, when, when you hear him say that, you're like, oh yeah, that sounds familiar. This, a lot of this, when we first come into contact with it, is generally not welcome. And so as we move into this practice of, of the illimitables, we want to really acknowledge that we're, we're really trying to stretch the heart uh, and we're trying to really um, confront and to uh, develop a relationship with ourselves. So it's really about ourselves. We have to, uh, as Mother Teresa famously says, charity begins at home. And really, for our, our, for our compassion and our gratitude to be authentic and to, to be genuine, we have to actually have it for ourselves first. Uh, so that's what we'll, what we'll focus on. So we'll sit for about 30 minutes. And just uh, try it on, see for yourself. We'll see how it goes here. So just finding a comfortable way to sit. And we'll start and end with the bell. So as we set up ourselves for this practice of the heart, just simply taking a quick inventory of the body and allowing your body to find a posture 
that feels supportive and good enough. Releasing any tension or tightness. Bringing your awareness into present time experience. Here, now. This is where you are. Nowhere else to be. And just bringing your attention to the sensations of the in and out breath. Allowing the in and out breath to come and go as it will with no effort to control. And for this practice, the somatic component is to bring a heightened sense of awareness to the front of the body. So the area from the chin down into the belly button. Relaxing and releasing any tension in the neck or the throat. Allowing your breathing to move your <clears throat> chest, rising and falling, rising and falling and also softening the belly. So there's this outward softening. allowing that somatic space to open, to be receptive as you receive the in and out breath. And as you relax your neck and throat, you can bring your attention to the heart center. And let that become the anchor, the somatic anchor for the practice, the heart center area. You can place your hand there if you find that to be helpful. And so as we learn to cultivate this heart, starting with this practice of compassion, self-compassion, Just acknowledging this compassion is this ability that we develop to care deeply for that which hurts. So we have to acknowledge that things have not been so easy for us. And allowing yourself to bring to mind any difficulty that you're having in your life, challenges, struggles, and just recognizing that it has not been so easy much of the time. And as we begin, just dropping the word quietly into the heart space from the mind into the heart, 
just saying internally, compassion. 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 Seeing if the body can open to the nonverbal component of this word. How does it feel in the body when you drop that word in? Compassion. And then turning your undivided attention towards yourself. We're just beginning to drop in the phrase of, I see you. I see what's hard for you. I see what's painful for you. I see where there's pain and confusion, fear and security. I see you. I see and recognize your struggle. I'm just allowing whatever needs to arise to be seen in this moment. I see you. opening to the felt sense of what's true in this moment. I feel you, an empathy of feeling with that which is painful for us. I see you, I feel you. I see you, I feel you. Just letting that repeat in the mind, in the body. And then expanding to compassion, the intention and the view of of compassion. I care about you. So as you turn your awareness towards yourself, towards your pain, past, present, and future, finding a natural, steady rhythm to block out any other thoughts or distractions. I see you. I feel you. I care about you. I see you. I feel you. I care about you. I see you. I feel you. 
I care about you. I'm sending that message as deep as you can into the system so it's heard by all aspects of your life and experience. And staying with it steady, softening the body outward. Letting the attention rest in the heart center. I see you. I feel you. I care about you. Allowing whatever needs to be seen to be seen, to be felt, to be known, to be cared for. Continuing to offer the phrases over and over in a natural but steady rhythm. I see you. I feel you. I care about you. If you need an adjustment in the pronoun, you can simply say, I care about you, I care about me, I care about myself. I care about you, I care about me, I care about myself. I care about you, I care about me. I care about myself.
Breathing in, breathing out, and slowly allowing the phrases to fall away. And returning to just a simple mindfulness of breathing, feeling any sensation in the body that might have shifted, a sense of warmth, tightness, but continuing to soften outward the area from the chin to the belly button. shifts the focus and the view to the practice and cultivation of gratitude, of appreciation for yourself. So beginning to bring to mind any success in your life, perhaps bringing to mind your sobriety itself, your recovery. Bringing to mind the joy that you have in your life, family, friends, connections. And really opening the mind and heart towards joy, happiness, and to our own sense of goodness and worth and the kindness and generosity we bring to our lives and to our world and to our family and to our friends and to helping others. And however you can, however it makes sense to acknowledge any goodness that you experience in your life. Beginning to cultivate this quality of appreciation and gratitude with the phrases of, I see you. I see the goodness in your life. I see the joy. I see all of the accomplishments that you've made and struggles that you've overcome. I see you. And I feel you. Feeling into that somatic aspect of gratitude. And I appreciate you. Thank you. I see you. I feel you. I appreciate you. I see you. I feel you. I appreciate you. Thank you.
repeating that in a steady and natural rhythm over and over again. I see you, I feel you, I appreciate you. And again, you can also offer the phrases, I appreciate you, I appreciate me, I appreciate myself. I appreciate you, I appreciate me, I appreciate myself. Thank you. Thank you for taking care of me. Thank you for being there for me. I appreciate you. Here in this present time experience, cultivating gratitude for yourself. One moment at a time.
and then opening the heart as far as it will allow inward and outward in all directions and beginning to bring gratitude towards all of the joy and beauty in this world. Towards the nature around us, the sunshine, all of the delicious food, friends, connections, art, music, literature, so much beauty and joy in this world we miss out on. I'm just stretching to the phrase of may I appreciate all of the joy and beauty in this world. May I participate in all of the joy and beauty in this world. May I be filled with gratitude. May I appreciate all of the joy and beauty in this world. May I learn to participate <clears throat> and be included in all of the joy and beauty in this world. May I be filled with gratitude. May I be filled with gratitude. And cultivating this heart of gratitude for the last few minutes here before we end. <clears throat>